Hello and welcome to A Composer's Journey. So I have a great question from Stephanie and Stephanie says, the biggest issue I'm struggling with right now is getting out of a catchy loop. I'm decent at evolving and adding to an eight bar loop that climaxes about halfway through the piece. I usually do this by starting with a piano melody, adding chords, then slowly adding in percussion and then strings and horns with a counter melody, but then, I get stuck about halfway through. My instinct is to keep the beat and the key the same, but change the melody at the drop to change it up and keep the listeners engaged. But then I feel like I'm just writing a whole new song for the second and third act. Should I keep my loop going or should I do something totally different? Essentially, this question is, how can I get out of a four bar or eight bar loop? This is a really common problem and it's one that I've seen repeatedly with my students as well, that People will write a four chord loop or a six chord loop or something like that, but then they'll get stuck. They won't know how to break out of it. So there's a lot of trailer music. I mean, there's a lot of pop music. There's a lot of all kinds, but I see it often in, in trailer music that you'll have pretty typical chord progressions. Let's say... That kind of thing again and again. This is just random, it's not necessarily the best example. And that'll happen again and again. Those loops will happen again and again. And in fairness, this can make for some really good music. <laughs> if it's done really well, it can make for some really top music. You look at Philip Glass's music, for example, or indeed in film music, you know, one of the most popular film music tracks of the last decade was Time by Hans Zimmer from Inception. And that piece is essentially the same six or so chords again and again on loop, but he handles that looping so masterfully that it's actually a really effective bit of music. So here's my answer to how you break out of a loop. The answer is don't start with a loop in the first place. Now that might sound like a cop-out answer, but there is a really important point to be made here. The thing is, the beginning of your piece will establish the language of your piece. The first 20 or 30 seconds will establish the language, the sort of tonal musical language of the entire piece. If you start the first 20 or 30 seconds by looping the same four chords again and again, and it's all, you know, bog standard chords, A minor, F major, D minor, E minor, E major. You know, if, if it's all bog standard, very simple harmony, it's very hard to break free from that. In the first 20 seconds or 30 seconds of the piece, if you've just established a loop of simple chords, it will become very hard to break free of the language you've established. It just is. Now, it's not impossible. Things can always be broken. There are no strict rules in composing, but you establish your musical language in the first 20 or 30 seconds of the piece. So really think about that when you're starting a new piece. If you want it to have a certain harmonic language or, or melodic language or a certain vibe to it, you want to think about how you're going to start, how you're going to set up the piece from the very beginning to allow for that. So I had one student and he was a really great student. He was really keen on music. He was clearly passionate about it and he was lovely to work with. And he was very talented as well. He brought me a piece where the introduction was sort of 
in the style of Eric Satie. It was that kind of thing. Debussy or Eric Satie, a sort of French impressionistic kind of thing. It was a little bit like one of the, you know, Eric Satie gymnopodies, the kind of... That, that kind of thing. I'm simplifying it a bit, but it was that sort of musical language that he established right from the beginning. And he had this slow introduction that was that kind of thing. But then suddenly, he wanted to go into an allegro, a fast motion. And he switched musical language to something that was in the style of Beethoven, or very similar to kind of Beethoven style. So he switched from 1900s French Impressionism to early 1800s kind of Beethoven Mozart style. And he had me look at this piece and it was really weird to evaluate, actually, because at times I would be saying, oh, be careful there, you're using parallel fifths. Uh, it sounds really weird when you use parallel fifths at this moment. Why did that sound weird? Because Beethoven or Mozart would rarely use parallel fifths or they'd be very careful about parallel fifths. They'd generally avoid them. So when he was in the language of Beethoven or Mozart, I would tell him, parallel fifths there sound bad. Don't You don't want to use parallel fifths there. But then the introduction of the piece was using parallel fifths. That sort of Eric Satie introduction was using parallel fifths. And that was totally fine in that moment of the music. It was absolutely fine because that was the musical language he established. He established a lovely French sounding musical language to begin with, where parallel fifths were absolutely acceptable. But then he totally shift gear. Well, not only shift gear, got into a totally different vehicle and it was Beethoven language and suddenly parallel fifths were unacceptable because he established a different language. So the language you establish kind of dictates what's going to happen in your piece. And also the other point of that story really is um, it was pretty jolting to go straight from a kind of French Impressionism to start to Beethoven style music. Either one of them is fine to write in, but when you switched from one into the other, it was pretty alarming. Again, I'm not saying never ever do this because you can always break rules, but uh, when I listened to this, it, it was quite sort of a shock to go from French Impressionism to Beethoven style music. The language you establish at the beginning of the piece will dictate how the piece will go on. And if you want a consistent, if you want a real sense of consistency in your piece, um, you really want to think carefully about what you're doing at the very start of your piece, what language you're setting up for the piece. For most of us, we all want to just be very careful what musical language we begin with, because it will dictate how this piece will continue onwards. So ask yourself, for example, ask yourself, do we want it to be a piece with complex harmony or do we want it to loop the same four chords on repeat? If we do establish that this is a piece which loops the same four chords again and again and again, then it'll be very hard to break free from that without upsetting listener expectations. Another question you could ask yourself is, do you want it to be very melodic? Do you want it to be very thematic? Or would you rather it was a more minimalist piece with an absence of melody? If we do have a very minimalist piece going on, a kind of Philip Glass style piece, for example, and then suddenly this gushing romantic style melody pours out, that might sound quite surprising. And, you know, once again, I'm saying it's not impossible. It's possible to break all the rules, but I'm only speaking from my experience. If you want a piece with more complex harmony, 
then start with that in mind. If you want a piece that is very thematic, write with that in mind from the beginning. If you want to start your piece in a French style with a kind of Eric Satie harmonies, then bear in mind that you are establishing a kind of musical language for your piece, and you're probably best maintaining that style, that language, for the rest of the piece if you want it to feel consistent. Once you establish your musical style at the beginning of the piece, you really want to ideally maintain that style throughout. Again, rules can always be broken, but I'm speaking generally from experience. If you want your music to feel consistent and hold together well, then think about what kind of musical language you want to write in. Study the style you want to write in, and then from the very beginning onwards, try to remain consistent in the style or language that you've established. So the answer to getting out of the four chord loop is avoid starting with the four chord loops. Pick a different style. Four chord loops are a valid style. You know, some people might think it's not the most interesting one, but it can be done quite effectively. God knows pop music has enough four chord loops to last for all eternity. But if you don't want to get stuck in four chord loops, then pick a different style. Find some other music you love that is not a four chord loop and emulate that. See what you can learn from that. Anyway, I'm very close to announcing a new course for composers where you will compose something new and you will also thoroughly learn the art of starting, writing and completing a piece of music in your own style. So watch this space, it's coming very soon and if you want to be the first to hear about this, I'm only going to take a handful of students for the first wave. So you can join my list at insidethescore.com forward slash composers. If you join that list, you will be the very first to hear about this course and you can get your foot in the door, be of the first wave, and you can work with me personally to finish your piece of music. So thanks for listening and see you next time.